All right. This is the sound check. Supernatural sucked the last season. White Castle Across the Eras features smart balance, a honey lemon value size meal that is available to anyone living in the Poland district. What? Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this brand new episode of the CrossGen Podcast. I'm your host, Walt, and I'm joined today by the two Nephilims of the household. Did I use that that phrase right? Unless you're an archangel, no. Well, sometimes you guys think that I act like an archangel. Okay, this is AJ. (laughs) Eeyore. All right. Well, um, I gave you guys the hook. I gave you guys the the segue. So what are we talking about? Well, what are you guys talking about? Because pretty trashy uh, season finale of a show. We are talking about Christ. occurrences of phenomena that are unexplained. Pretty trash. Oh, shoot. Phenomena. <laughs> AJ, shut that phone off. Please. It might be off. <laughs> okay. So were you saying what? What were you saying? Something about the, the phenomena, the unexplained, really bad. Uh, oh, God. What was that show called? Was it the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. That was a really Zone bad Twilight Zone plug. I didn't do very well. But in a, uh, that's sci-fi. This is fantasy. So I just got to say, wait, why did I just say that last part? It's supernatural. Carry on my wayward son. You'll be in pieces when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. You just got decapitated. Don't you cry no more. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, um, Supernatural just ended. It was trash. It's 15th season, which is trash. It's final season. Yes. 15 long seasons. Um, We have thoughts about the 15th season, but I guess I guess we'll we'll get to that later because I think this is going to be more of a retrospective of Supernatural. And just so that everybody knows, um, out of all three of us here, AJ is the SPN fan extraordinaire. So if you guys have any questions that you want to ask about Supernatural, I guarantee you he'll know the answer to it. And he's been watching it for 15 straight years. Well, no, not 15 straight years. You you caught it. You caught it. How did you I start actually, watching Supernatural? Let's put it that way. I act, Whenever you guys would drop me off at, like, Grandma's house, I'd catch it in snippets on TNT. Oh, and so eventually, because <laughs> yeah, she used to like watching it in the mornings. So eventually, I found my way onto Netflix, and I was like, oh, hey, look, it's here. Wow, there are five. No, at the time, there were seven seasons on Ooh. Netflix, if I remember correctly. You jumped on late. Yeah. So then at that point, I was like, okay, let's do it. 
Okay. Well, we jumped on even later than that, right? Oh yeah. So you you guys have been watching it. Me longer us. than him. But right. yeah. yeah. We like, jumped on what in up in season ten. You guys 10. officially jumped on at around season yeah, eleven. Well, for like, them it yeah, was, like it was eleven or no, it was more so eleven because mm-hmm. at around eleven is where I that's where we started dropping off with our cousin in Long Island and then we started watching it here. I, I remember. Just take my word on it. Yeah. Yeah, but, like but then you guys kept going on and off, on and off. Yeah, so it took them at least like until season 13, 14. And then we caught up in We wow. caught up in season 15. Didn't no, we caught up in season the end of season 14. Right? No, no you we guys caught up season 15. We finished 14 two episodes into 15. No, I'm talking about your very first like all the way you guys starting at season one. Yeah, we started at season one around season eleven. Season eleven, and the only reason we caught up was because of the lockdown. Because of the lockdown, it was really, it was supernatural, all day, every day, <laughs> right? Yeah. But then we caught up, me and mom, around season fourteen. Fourteen. Going into season fifteen. Yep. So season fifteen, we saw it fresh. Are you live? Sure? I am very sure. I'm pretty sure they started in season twelve because it took them like a year until they finally started. No, to because watch it. it was season eleven when I was talking about big players like the darkness. They were like, "Oh, what the heck oh, are you talking God, about?" That and that—that's how I know. Even though, even though I wasn't watching. <sighs> yes, you know everything. Whatever. I know everything, right? Yeah, was yeah, I wrong? Yeah, was I wrong? Yeah, yeah. I knew everything. Yeah, and didn't I call what was going to happen in season 15? Well, I mean, everyone kind of knew, to nah, be honest. Not really. Yeah. It was yeah. It was pretty heavily set up since season 12. Yeah. Yeah, but I called it. <laughs> okay. So, all right. Well, anyway, let's let's start with season. There's So, Supernatural is interesting because... Supernatural is 15 season long, 15 seasons long, right? But it's kind of broken up in eras, right? Yes, it I, is. I guess I guess yeah. that's the best way to call it. So I'm going to let you take away, take this part away because you're the expert on this. So all right, go for it. So the first five seasons were run by the show's creator, Eric Kripke, who is currently doing The Boys. The yeah. Boys. And this was the Apocalypse arc. And, you know, you have some sub-arcs like Searching for Dad, The Psychic Kids, Dean Steele, all this really awesome stuff. So why don't we set up the story? Like, yeah. what, what, what's, what is Supernatural really about? Like, who are the characters and how did, how did, how did 15 seasons come out of that first episode? So it all started one night with... A regular nuclear family. Mary Winchester, John Winchester, a young Dean Winchester, and an infant Sam Winchester. Mary Winchester, I'm not going to go into how this happened because that's explained later on, but Mary Winchester goes to see Sam in his, I guess, nursery? 
Yep. That's what you call it? Yeah. Yep. And she's killed there by the yellow-eyed demon or the thing that killed mom, as it's later called. Yeah, but isn't it interesting how she's killed? Well, yes, I was getting to that. Okay. So, you know, she screams as this thing is killing her, and John is like, ooh, I'm, I'm waking up. I was watching TV, and I fell asleep. Let's go upstairs, see what's going on. He goes in, and he's like, oh, okay, so Sam's fine. But then he sees a drop of blood. Then he sees another one. Then he looks up. And Mary Winchester is pinned to the ceiling and just spontaneously erupts into flames. And basically, their whole house burns down. And John and the two boys make it out of there. Mm -hmm. And that sets John on a course for vengeance. And he raises his two sons, Dean and Sam, in the life of hunting, which is basically they track down things that go bump into the night, things that are evil, and they kill them with fire or beheading or stakes or silver or take your pick. Guns. So the cast is comprised of John Winchester. So he's played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Mm -hmm. which is an awesome character actor that you've seen in plenty of places uh he was in the the movie the losers which was pretty good he was also in the watchmen and currently right now he's in the walking dead as negan um mary winchester the mom was played by samantha smith and then you have the two stars of the show right although i in my opinion one star is bigger than the other but that goes without saying Jensen Ackles plays Dean Dean Winchester, and Jared Padlecki plays Sam. Sam Winchester. And then, of course, you have um, other characters, which once we get to them, I guess we'll name them because there is a lot of there's a lot of cast yeah. to this to this show. So, all right then. So Mary Winchester is dead. John decides to go hunting, and he's bringing his kids along. Well, mostly, right? Yes, but for the mo- but the the point to take away is he raises them like they're warriors. One more than others, though. One more yeah, than the other, though. Sam. Because Sam eventually opts to leave the life and go to Stanford to pursue an education as like a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it's going good. He tries to have a normal life. And it's going good so far until. Dean shows up. Dun, dun, dun. <gasps> because, and I'm going to quote it word for word, Dad's gone on a hunting trip. And we haven't seen him in a... Oh, damn it. I forgot the quote. <laughs> <laughs> and, we, and I haven't... And we have... Uh, hold on. It's Dad's been on a hunting trip and I haven't heard from him in a couple of weeks. Ah, oh, damn it. I used to know that one by heart. Hmm. But basically, dad's missing, and he needs Sam's help to find him. And, you know, they do a little gig to start off, but Sam is ultimately just doing this for to find the dad and, you know, go back to college. But so they, they end up working a case, and, you know, they find some kind of leads. They find his journal, which is basically like a repository of everything he knows about hunting things, the, the father. But when Stan, Stan, <laughs> Sam comes back to Stanford, because he's like, okay, I got to tap out now. I gave you the lead. Yeah, I, I got to go, Dean. And Dean's like, oh. 
you know, we could have made a good team. And Sam's like, I, I, come on, education, life. Sam's always been the one that wants the normal life more than Dean, right? Yeah. That's that's always been his thing, no? Yes. Uh, yeah, you, you, you're right to say that. Mm-hmm. And so once Sam gets back to Stanford, he's presumably going to go back to his normal life. But instead of going back to his normal life, he comes home to his girlfriend dying in the exact same way that his mom died. Up on the ceiling in a bed of, of fire, basically, right? In, on the ceiling. On the ceiling. In a bed of fire on the ceiling. Yeah. Because she's not actually really, really burning. It's like the, the air around her on the ceiling is burning, right? And she's like stuck up there in the middle. Well, what it actually is, is because they actually kind of explain the process. You are on fire, but as you're on fire, your body is disintegrating. Mm, So, like, your skin's on fire, you know, and it just kind of like a fuse. You go until boom. Okay. Okay. It's a very horrible way to die. Even more. So, all right. So that's what gets Sam into the life, right? For for reals. Okay. So now we've got both Sam and Dean, and they're hunting to find their father who was missing because he was hunting. Yes. And that's when we meet. Is that is that the part? Or is that leading up to the part where we meet um, Yellow Eyes? Uh, well, yes, actually, we meet him in the first season. Uh, they have the cult, but they, they kind of miss a few times. So, and the cult, yes, what the cult is because there might be people who don't know what the cult yes. is. So, a couple episodes cult? earlier, you know, they're doing their thing, and eventually they stumble upon this little, this little nugget or something their father was actually chasing up, also. So, there's a gun made by a guy in the wild, wild west named Samuel Colt, who also happens to be a very famous hunter and a maker of guns, hence the name The Colt. And this gun can kill anything in creation. So this is just kind of a the start of a trend in Supernatural, because Supernatural loves to have its mystical weapons, right? There's one of many that follow this, right? Yes. So you have the cults. They they actually grab it off like a a nest of vampires. Yeah, it was a fun episode. Um. So they find they track down Azazel. They're not successful the first few rounds. Either they miss, or what happens at the very end of the episode? Azazel possesses their dad and starts tearing them apart. I mean, I mean, yellow eyes. Oh, damn it. Anyway, I'm going to go over that little lore bit later. So, possesses the dad. They, the dad actually gains control for a second and says to shoot him. They don't do it. Azazel escapes. And at that point, they get, you know, they get into a hospital and, because, you know, demons. Fighting demons <laughs> is not. Demons. 
Fighting. I like that. There should be like a t- uh, a t-shirt because <laughs> demons. <laughs> yes, know. fighting demons is not is not fun. Uh, lots of injuries. So supernatural does a very interesting thing with demons because demons, when we normally think about demons, we think about demons in the sense that they're they're these like dark figures with probably horns on their heads and red eyes and and big wings and long creepy nails, right? That's not how Supernatural portrays their demons, though, right? Nope. They ground a lot of this stuff um, in real world lore. In real world, exactly, right? So, demons are different in what respect? In that they don't actually hold a body on Earth. So, what they have to do is they have to possess someone, and since they don't have a body in the corporeal world, they're often portrayed as like a slender cloud of black smoke it's like a it's like a serpent almost and basically that thing sho- shoves itself down your down your gullet yeah. your mouth yeah. and that's how you get possessed all right and that kind of follows the ancient greek uh because th- the way they conceptualize the soul is that the soul is like breath like a final breath mm-hmm. so you know breath you know miss something that comes out of your mouth and now it's on the inverse and that actually ties into a little bit of the lore later yeah but basically that's how they came up with their they're, concept of demons they're like black smoke that that you inhale very forcefully yes you know so the first five seasons um what what really goes what really happens do they ever find the father and and i know the answer but i'm i'm you know for the people that don't you well, know. yes, they found him halfway through season one, mm-hmm. but he dies at the start of two. Boom. Ooh. Yes, and the way he dies, and this is going to set another trend in the show, is that in order to save Dean, who was actually dying, because remember I said they got into a car crash at the end of season one. Mm-hmm. Well, Dean had the worst of the injuries. And so what dad does is he goes, well, I know the lore with you, do- with you dudes. I'm the most familiar with it. So I'm going to offer you a deal. You want me dead. You can have me. I'll give you my soul. But you have to heal him. And the deal goes through. Okay. Yeah. So one of the other big characters... Um, in Supernatural, is a guy that we didn't see in season one, right? No. Um, so it's... Uh, what, what was his name? Eli? Casca. What? what, what? Castio. Who? So to preface the seasons leading <laughs> up to that character, season two sees the continuance of the hunt for Azazel, and they kill him at the end of that season, but mm-hmm. not before releasing an army of demons. Which they do quite frequently. Yes. Season three deals with that army. You see some significant demonic figures there. But most notably, we get introduced to the villainess for the next three, two to three seasons, and that's Lilith, mm. the first demon. She kills Dean because even before that, Dean sold his soul to a demon much like his father did because Sam died in season two. I, I suspect that people that are listening are are 
hearing a theme here. Dean dies, San loses his soul. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's a lot of sacrifice. Yes. So Dean dies at the end of season three because they came to collect his soul. Start of season four. That's where you're introduced to the concept of angels, and they are vastly, vastly more powerful than demons. And they're here for a very specific reason. But the first one we meet is named Castiel, and he is going to be in for the long run because he, he comes to be like their guardian and like a guide as, they, as the seasons go on. And so to wrap up season four, um, oh, shoot, something I forgot to mention about season one. Season one, we realize, or rather we're introduced to the fact that Sam has powers. Oh, my gosh. So in season four, we see him expand on those powers. And they're a little, you know, the way he gets to them is a little questionable, and it's a theme throughout the season. And so season four centralizes around the fact that Lilith is here for a reason, and that's because she's trying to break the 66 seals, which are to free the devil from the cage, and then, hey, the apocalypse begins. And at first it seems like the angels are there to help you, but that's like I Kripke, nothing can ever be simple. Because it turns out, the angels want it to happen. And so they're purposefully throwing the match so that the demons can win and release Lucifer. And Cass, at the very last second, actually opts to help the brothers Winchester. And that is the first time he dies. And, of course, in a very dramatic turn of events, they find out, oh, so, you know, you can't break the seal. The last one... You, you really can't do it this way. And basically, Sam kills Lilith, which is actually how the final seal is broken. And then, boom, season five. Lucifer. Apocalypse. Yes. Yep. So, um, Apocalypse. So, j just, so, just so you know, before we continue, um, I had to look this up. And this is all the times prior to season 15. Dean Winchester has died 114 times in the show. Plus the near infinite amount of times for that one episode. I think that's included in there. What? No, so, I don't think so. So, 106 of his deaths were from season three episode Mystery Spot. Okay, yeah. Oh, that's so, so then. Okay. Oh, it so, takes that into account. Okay. Yeah, so that's a lot of times for him to die, especially in one episode. <laughs> 106 times, that's a lot of dying. Um, but like you said, now we're introducing... Um, one of my favorite characters on the show, uh, none other than Lucifer, who's played by Mark Pellegrino. He yeah. is probably one of the snarkiest versions of the devil that I think I've ever seen, aside from Lucifer that's on Netflix. Yeah. You know? Um, but he's pretty cool. He is. And so season five sees the boys deal with him and completely stopping the apocalypse because the whole point of the apocalypse is that Lucifer is supposed to fight his older brother, Michael. And that's 
referred to as the Battle of Armageddon. And so basically when these two clash, the world is like going to go up in flames, Dragon Ball Z style, because of the scale of the fight. But there's a catch-22. There always is. A, archangels are nearly impossible to kill. And at the time they were introduced, you it was believed that they actually couldn't be killed at all. So that you couldn't go down that avenue. To complicate things, because angels like demons can't just appear on Earth. They have to take a vessel. It turns out that Michael's vessel is Dean and Lucifer's vessel is Sam. So that complicates things even more because now these guys can't just kill them. They have to actually get them to say yes because the whole point with angels is that you need that yes in order to, you know. It's very much like vampire lore in in one sense, right? Because you need to be invited in, right? Yeah. So it's kind of the same way. They take that and they kind of switch it around. So yeah, that's pretty cool. And so, you know, they try pulling out all the stops first because one thing they do, they just don't like follow. Like, there's very clearly a plan, but they say, screw the plan. We got to do things our way. The angels. No. The demons. No. no. Sam and Dean. Sam and Dean. <laughs> okay. So, you <laughs> know. I get confused with those guys because, you know what, they're all over the map. You know what I'm saying? Especially the demons and the angels. They're, yeah. They're always constantly switching sides depending on the story, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay. So they have their shots. They fail. And before we get to the end of the season, we're introduced to yet another character who's going to be a longstanding uh, hey. throughout the season. My and boy. that is the demon Crowley. Hey. Crowley. That's mom's favorite, right? That's my favorite, yep. too. Yep. So Crowley is played by none other than Mark, Mark Shepard, who's also on. Um, Doom Patrol. Yes, I was DC's Doom Patrol plays a very interesting character. He's very Crowley on that show, also, right? He's got some Crowleyisms in there. Yeah, so, he is. but he's a he's another awesome character. A guy that at the beginning he's kind of like really, really straight up, like almost not terrifying, but he's kind of like a he's kind of like a scary dude, right? Yeah, he's straight up. Like if you're don't mess with him. Like, Lucifer is scary, but this guy would be, like, the next up-and-coming to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, of course, I'm not going to go into the whole scare tier because there is different tiers of who's more badass than the other. But I'm just going to push through that because we're going to be here forever. So, eventually, they come up with a way to try and circumvent the apocalypse. But in order to do that, Sam kind of has to say so he does and the fight almost goes down but at the very end Sam is able to subdue the devil in his mind and is able to jump back into the cage that they released him from Mm -hmm. along with Michael and that's the end of season 5 and that should have been where it ended because things wrapped up relatively perfectly. But because the, because the CW said, wow, you guys have awesome ratings. You should make more. They ended up doing more. But this is the point where we switch off writers. Because Kripke says, well, I thought my 
that's the end of my story. That's it. So he he kind of stays on as like a consultant, but he's not like running, running things. Right. He's just kind of overseeing things. Yeah. Now, let me ask a quick question. Um, you're going to have to refresh my memory. When Sam jumps in and uh, puts Lucifer in the cage, right, when he's, yes. he's there, is that the one where the other Winchester brother jumps yes. in? Yes, so Adam... <laughs> I, I bring this up because this is a point of contention for, like, a lot of Supernatural oh, fans, yes. right? So, so there's an episode in that see, season, right? No, season four? even before that. In season one or two, oh, is we're, that in, early? we're first introduced to Adam Milligan, who okay. is their half-brother. He right. dies in, like, one and two. He's brought back in season five because the Angels... And the demons, they haven't been able to get Sam and Dean to say yes. It's been pissing them off. So they bring back Adam as a plan B because Dean isn't saying yes to Michael. So Michael's like, all right, well, it's not perfect, but we have the other kid from the same bloodline. He'll work. Mm -hmm. And Adam, while it looks like he's just going to do it at first, is like, why not? You know, things happen. He doesn't want to, but then he ends up having to. He does. And so Adam is the one who Michael is possessing when he is dragged into the cage with Sam and Lucifer. And we don't see him for another (laughs) 10 seasons. And the reason why this is a point of contention is because with the Winchester brothers, it's family first. Family is the most important thing to them. So when it looks like there were parts where you could have brought him back because in season six, there's an offer like, oh, well, I can swing by the cage and do a thing. But, Mm -hmm. you know, point is, he doesn't come back for another 10 seasons. And it's like kind of contradictory. Yeah, he's like totally forgotten. (laughs) Like, Like, it's almost to the point where Sam and Dean are forbidden to say the word Adam. Yeah, because, you know, <laughs> and even when they bring him up, it's like, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Who's that? Again? <laughs> it's funny. That's that's bad. Yeah. All right. So we've got we've gotten past the first five seasons that Kripke so masterfully um, shaped. Things start to go off the rails a little bit, right? No, a, not a lot. So not, a lot. No, no I gets, don't agree with I, you. I think it's okay up until there, but it gets worse later. In like you know? season eight. There. No, I don't even agree with you there. Well, that's that's my opinion. Season so this eight. era is now, which era is this one? This is now the Sarah Gamble era. Okay, and how long does this last? Two seasons. Two seasons. What's the big, the big plot point that she tries to to push through these two seasons. Is so, there like a big, a big storyline? Yes. This, this explores... So we had all of your angel demon lore, even though the show started out as purely monsters. So now we revisit monsters, and we go into their origins. And what do we find out? A, monsters don't go to either heaven or hell. They go to another dimension called purgatory. And Crowley 
because when Michael and Lucifer got slapped into the cage, power vacuums opened up on both sides. So you have Crowley fighting his own little civil war in hell, and you have Castiel, the brother's confidant, who played is by, fighting... Played yeah. by Misha Collins. Yeah, by Misha Collins, who's up in heaven fighting another one of these all-powerful archangels. So they need a way to consolidate power. And one of the ways they want to do that is by tapping into the oil foundries, per se, of purgatory, because souls are power. They find it. Cass gets a big power boost, but not without a catch-22. going to be a lot of those. When he absorbed all the power he could from purgatory, he also brought something else to Earth. Yes, I remember that. That was the very first monsters, the Leviathans. Also like called the, the old ones. Did you like the Leviathans? The Leviathans were, you know, I, okay, season six. That's where Cass is actually turns out to be working with Crowley. And I seven, should mention that. Season six and seven were half bad, but like eight through 15 were just like, it kept going straight down, straight down. Especially when it, 12, it really shows. Okay, so you were talking about the Leviathans. I know, but I'm just saying. I just wanted to make that point. <laughs> okay. The Leviathans were a little weird because the Leviathans were They were supposed, unconventional. Yeah, they were supposed to be like these all-powerful things. And they got dispatched um, relatively easy? No. Do I, do I, am I not? But no, okay. So then, you know what? Then maybe what I'm thinking of is purgatory. Because in tur- purgatory... They were wimp wusses, wimps oh, and wusses, right? That that's a problem for season fifteen. We'll get to that. Okay. So the Leviathans, and the, you had the one big Leviathan guy, right? Dick Roman. Yes, and he was he was like a um, he was, was a he? leader. He was a leader, but he was also a public guy, right? Yeah, he was a politician. He was or, a politician, like, you know, one of those Fortune five hundred CEOs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Season six and seven wrapped up pretty quickly, right? Yeah. Had some very interesting things to say about monster history. Okay. They end with Dean and Cass being trapped in purgatory. Again. (laughs) Because, well, Well, for the first time. Yeah, but. Because in order to kill. They're always trapped someplace. Yeah. (laughs) Because in order to kill Dick Roman, you know. Apparently, killing him blasts you to purgatory, so they get blasted to purgatory. Okay. Is, now, that, the, is that the end of season seven? Yes. So now season eight is another brand new writer, isn't it? Seasons eight through 11 are now being handled by Jeremy Carver. Okay. All right. Was that, in your opinion, and I know, I already know E's opinion. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know E's opinion. How does that fare in terms of the first two eras? Okay, here's the thing. To the first two eras, I'm always going to like the first two eras more. But what I like about 8 through 11 is that they really expand on the lore. One of the things I love about this show is the lore. So when they do that, it's like, oh, wow, that's awesome. And, you know, I appreciate that. And 11 it looks like tries to end it too. But the problem is it keeps going. Mm. And that's really the theme here. 
it's still it's keeping on going even though they're very like okay let's stop here oh no okay let's set it up to stop here oh read renewed again okay let's keep going even more so what is the biggest plot point of eight through eleven so eight through nine tackles ancient organizations okay and ten as well and you see the introduction of the Mena Letters, who are like the that Jedi. So the the Mena Letters are like no, uh, they were kind of like the the Yodas to your Jedi Padawans. They're the secret society. Yeah, they're the Illuminati. Not so Illuminati though. confirmed. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. And you had other organizations like the Thule, which are like a Nazi. That was Necromancer. Cool. Yeah. I like them. Cool. I'll give we didn't that. see enough of them, though. Yeah, That's I wanted thing. to see more. Because expanding on that. That would have been interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you see them pop up every now and again in the later seasons, but... It would have made sense to have them battle the Men of Letters because it, it that just seems yeah, like a that, natural, natural was, enemy for them. Yeah. You know, so they should have done it a little bit longer than that. Right? Uh, mm-hmm. I like the men of letters. I felt like they should have expanded on the duel, but an all-out war that would have that would have just kept. The no, show. but like organization versus organization is what yeah, we're yeah. saying. I know, but eh. that would have been cool. Yeah. I like the I like the guy from the men of letters. I forgot what his name is. Yeah, but men of letters. Which one? There are a couple. The 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 one that the only one that ended up surviving the men of letters. Larry Gannon. No, the well, no, I'm talking about future, present men of letters. Remember the British side? Oh, the British men of letters. The, yes. They're, okay, they're, they're different chapters, different. but. Well, but they're part of the same organization. So it's just like, oh, this is the New York branch. Fair, yeah. The, they're like, the but there's still, still pretty substantial differences. Yes. Yeah. Well, obviously, yeah. Considering the it's American like, men of letters were all dead. It's like Navy and uh, the Navy and like the SEALs. I mean, not, it, not it, the Navy. More and like the, SEALs. the Army and the SAS. Yeah. I don't even know. The Royal SAS. Navy and our Navy. It's it's kind of like that. Anyways, no? wow. so. But I like the British guy. I eh, forgot what his name is. I mean, he's pretty cool, but. Mick or. No, not Mick. No, no, no. The other like guy. The, uh, Mr. Catch. Mr. Catch. He, he was pretty cool. He was pretty cool. There's one main thing that I really hate about him. You should know what that is. Tell me. Okay, um, remember that time where he said he had like a fake brother? Well that <laughs> that was so lazy. Lazy <laughs> on every level. <laughs> yeah, that Yeah, that was pretty cringy, but whatever. Yeah. So now we're gonna so you have two more sub-organizations before I get to the really big one. You have the Grand Coven. Stein family was kind of like a nod to Frankenstein but as a family. And now the one that really counts. And that is the Knights of Hell. And this is part of that lore expansion that I loved. So the Knights of Hell are a very special branch of demons where they're basically like super... If demons were uh, battle droids, 
like you know regular trade federation battle droids the knights of hell were your assassin droids and they 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 come with their own sets of tiddlywinks they're one of the very some of the very first and you know they have this whole thing about them you also through the knights of hell get set up with the mark of cain arc and which is basically one of the knights of hell comes back and really becomes a problem because guess what? She can't die. Oh, it was that one. Abaddon. Abaddon. And so Dean, they originally deal with her, but what ends up happening in season eight is that you have more of those civil wars between heaven and hell and Metatron, the scribe of God becomes leader of heaven. Jesus Christ. Metatron ends up killing Dean that season. As well as, you know... Kill number 109. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Oh, he kills him in season nine. My bad. Okay. And then... And then you have Demon Dean in season 10. Because Which what the market... did of, not last. It was a really cool concept. Which but lasted it lasted like an all of three episodes. Who was the writer yeah. during that time? This is still Carver. Shame on you. That was a that was Shame good, right? Demon Dean. Because what the Mark of Cain does is originally it was stated that Lucifer hand handpicked and made these guys himself. But what ends up happening is Lucifer gave these guys the Mark of Cain or the Mark. And basically whenever they died as humans, they'd be instantly reborn as demons. And really strong ones so when dean died because he had to kill abaddon because the only way to kill abaddon is with the mark in the first blade which were given to him by cain when he dies he becomes a demon season 10 is all about getting rid of the mark and that's where you have the british mental letters come in british mental letters get completely smacked (laughs) by american hunters interestingly and they end up finding a cure for the mark after various trials and errors but that was not something you really wanted to happen because the mark also turns out to be the prison for a being that took not only all four archangels michael lucifer raphael gabriel but also god himself to beat and that is the darkness. Yes. Played by Ooh. Emily Swallow. Yes. And season 11 is dealing with the darkness. Okay. That, that was a little weird for me. Um, yeah. it, I think they could have done that a little bit better. I feel like they but shouldn't I, have done I think, that at all. I think that's where we were at. Is, would you consider this kind of like the... No, for me, honestly... If 11 ended where it was, I'd be fine with it. But season 12, at least for me, is where the drop-off really begins. Okay, so season 12 starts a new era, right? Yes. And this is the... <sighs> Dab Singer era. Mm, okay. Oh, God. They go all the way to 15, don't they? Yes, they do. And there is where the a issues lot to unpack are. Here. 
All right. So the main let's let's get into before we get into 15, because I think Eli is dying to get into 15. <laughs> right. 12 through 14. Okay. What are the big pop points there? And and so 12. They needed to enlist Lucifer's help to take down the darkness. He doesn't go back to hell right away. He's the villain of season 12. OK, good villain. Oh, wait, no, the British Men of Letters comes there. Okay. Season 12, my bad. Um, Again, well, like I said before, only it's actually here. They get spanked. Mm-hmm. But before Lucifer is beaten, which I'll get into how that happens, he sires a son with a human woman, Kelly Klein. And that when when that happens, typically when an angel, just a regular one, and a human, you know, they have a kid. They produce a stronger being called a Nephilim. So what happens there is angels have like this power source. It's called grace, right? When a Nephilim, the father's grace becomes mixed with the child's soul. And that just like. It's like a supercharge. Yeah. Okay. Now, it's like regular it's- ones are scary as it is. But. The son of the devil, second strongest archangel in creation, that tends to make some heads turn around. Arc Nephilim? Yeah, pretty much. Like supercharged Nephilim? So when this kid is born, it rips a hole in reality. And there we are introduced to the idea of a multiverse. And in the particular multiverse on the other end of this tear in space-time is a world where Sam and Dean were never born and the apocalypse happens. And what do they call that world? Apocalypse world. I mean, (laughs) a little on the nose, wouldn't you think? (laughs) He was like, well, what do I could just imagine them in the writer's room. He was like, okay, we're going to do a multiverse. We got to do a multiverse. It has to happen. You know what? Let's create a, a tear in the fabric of reality. Yeah, let's do that. Let's create another world where everything is different. Yeah, yeah, that, that sounds good. What are we going to call it? Uh, I don't know. Come on. What are we going to call it, guys? Uh, you got me. Come on. It's so simple. It's right there. What are we going to call it? Um, <laughs> what What happened in that world? The apocalypse. What are we going to call it? <laughs> um, all right, fine. We're going to call it an apocalypse world. I mean, really? <laughs> yeah. It, it's a little on the nose for me. It's a little, just, just a little bit. See, the concept was interesting. It's just, it's not really supernatural going this route. You know, this is a Marvel thing to do, and I guess uh, they were kind of following the trend What with the Marvel movies. Comic yeah. books in particular deal with multiverses. Am I, am I not right? And, and, it, and Marvel yeah. was beginning to become very popular at that time. Yeah. And, and the thing about it is that I guess, well, we're going to have to come back to this because thinking about it now, it really, there is a real big continuity problem because. Lucifer gets trapped in Apocalypse, Apocalypse World with 
the Mary. Winchester's moms who mom, came back, who came back to life from which again. Something that happens like all the that's why we haven't mentioned it because it happens all the time in supernatural. You know, somebody dies, they come back to life. Somebody dies, they come back to life. Somebody dies, they become a demon. Somebody dies, they become a whatever. So he gets trapped over there. And the Michael on that side, right? He says, Well, I already beat you already. So, right? Yeah. So that means. There were two Lucifers in this multiverse, and I'm gonna get to that well, later not because in that, there was only, no, no, I know in yeah. the multiversal idea of the supernatural universe, that means that there were two Lucifers, which season 15 then kind of throws that under the bus because then it doesn't make sense. But we'll get into that when we get yeah, into. Yeah, I'll, I'll explain that. Don't worry. Yeah. So that's the end of season 12. Lucifer gets trapped on Apocalypse World with Mary. Jack is born, Apocalypse who World. they who they tried to stop from being born, but end up, you know, okay, well, he's going to be born. Season 13 sees the growth of Jack. Which is very, very fast. Yes. He, he aged himself up. He's an all-powerful being. He just did it. He's like, he's like reverse Baby Yoda. Yeah. Baby Yoda is still Baby Yoda after 50 years. Jack is like full on adult after like three months. <laughs> after a day. Yeah. So, you know, it's really, really, really weird, but whatever. Anyway. Yes. So, season 13 sees the conflict between the Apocalypse World and Earth Prime. That's what I call it. Earth. On Earth Prime. In the season before, they reintroduced yellow-eyed demons and expanded their lore. They were called the Princes of Hell. This season sees one rise to power and claim the throne of hell. But not before I mentioned that Crowley died uh, sealing Lucifer in Apocalypse World. So that's why that power vacuum exists. So you have the Prince of Hell, Asmodeus, come into power. Uh, and then, so, on Apocalypse World, Lucifer is like, oh, okay, we got to find a way out of here. During their travels, they meet Apocalypse World Michael, who is apparently two times stronger for some reason they never really went into. Although, there are some fans that had their theories. Um, And, you know, you had Jack. So, there was a lot of, you know, going between universes. Ha, we're going to help the other person, even though now we're going to this side, but now we're going back this way. But wait, they're still back there. We got to go back. A lot of that. The conclusion, Asmodeus is killed by Gabriel, the archangel, who was dead, but now isn't. But then he gets killed by Apocalypse World Michael. Kind of sucked. I'll get into that later but the very last thing that happens is lucifer makes a deal with michael to go back to earth prime after the winchester successfully get back to earth prime with jack and their mom when jack finds out about this it kind of pisses him off because he's like you made a deal with michael he's this bastard i've been fighting seriously and this makes, you know, causes a rift between the two. And Lucifer had been trying to find Jack the whole season. But when this happens, that just that connection breaks. And what he does 
is he takes Jack's power for himself, taking his grace, and he becomes super duper charged, like as if he was being, as if he was possessing Sam. He leaves with Jack and Sam because Sam is trying to save Jack, of course. Mm-hmm. But then you have Dean and Michael in the bunker. Michael makes it a point that, okay, he's too powerful now. There's, there's no way to beat him. He's going to unmake the world in like a week. And so Dean is like, okay, but what if you possess me? And he goes, hmm, you know, that could work. You know, you're my sword, my true vessel. Maybe we got something here. And then Dean goes, all right, well, I'm completely against this, but there's literally no choice. I drive, you're the engine. Michael and Lucifer fight. This is supposed to be the fight that rips the world in half. But it doesn't. And it's a little anticlimactic. It's stinky. Isn't it? Yeah, and they start introducing energy blasts. It's like the low budget. It's like the low budget. Yeah, yeah. It's the low budget version of Dragon Ball Z. Practically. Yes. Case in point, supercharged Lucifer falls to Michael Dean's hands and the world is saved, except not because Michael reneges on their deal and takes full control. And so now you have a twice stronger times another two times stronger Michael because he's in his perfect vessel. And the Winchesters with a Nephilim who has no power. And what are we going to do? <laughs> How do you rectify this situation? And that's what season 14 focuses on. Eventually, through weird... Oh, this is where things get really, really wacky. Uh, a stick from another universe supposedly hurts one of the strongest beings in creation. I mean, there's a case you can make for it, but even then, it's very flimsy. They end up beating him. Jack gets his powers back. He loses his soul in the process. Not good. Soullessness and supernatural means you become kind of a murderous, borderline, yeah. Eventually, Jack spirals so far out of control, this warrants the return of God, who recently came back in season 11 but has to step in for this because this is like a god level threat Sam and Dean they're on their way to murder Jack or you know stop him but they find out that well you know what we can kind of work this out he doesn't need to die God gets mad because this throws away his perfect story and because of that God becomes the villain of season 15 Okay, so now we're at season 15. Eli has been waiting, chomping at the bit to (laughs) talk about season 15. Season 15 starts us with Chuck. Yes, that's God. Chuck, who was a writer, who was introduced as a writer earlier before. In season four and, and five. had the big reveal with Metatron in season eleven that he was God, and he was I, a okay. he was a screenwriter for all of 
reality. Yep. And he's actually in, he's really just an allegory for the writers. Yeah. And so now Chuck, God, is now going to write the final story in the final season of Supernatural. Eli, what do you think? <laughs> I, I already said it. It's garbage. It's trash. Right. Season 15 had really, really rough patches. It was trash. Yes. Really, really rough. Especially when you consider that season 15 is supposed to wrap up the entire show in a nice little bow. They practically pulled off like the worst version of a Rise of Skywalker. Like it's worse than Rise of Skywalker. Yes, there are a lot of problems with season fifteen. We'll we'll get into that, but it's just yeah, it's very, it's very problematic in places. So, which is sad because I think the fans were really really amped up to get the final chapter, right? The end of the road, as as it were, right? Interestingly enough, how did the fans react to season 15? So I follow the Reddit community over on Reddit. It's more or less mixed reviews, but you certainly have those posts that really, there, there are digs to make. And I, at least I would argue that there are more people that are upset than they are satisfied. Which makes sense because I think we were all disappointed, I think. Maybe maybe that's that's the word. You know disappointed. Here's the thing, and I've said this before to AJ, and I'm gonna be straight up. It really shows all of Supernatural's pro- uh, problems. Just it's really just all of Supernatural's problems just stuffed into one season. That's literally all there is to it. So the the thing about for me, right? <coughs> Excuse me. For me, and I think this may be a problem of binging Supernatural and stuff like that, But and I found the same thing when we were binging uh, Battlestar Galactica. There's a common theme that kind of gets rehashed over and over again in in certain shows, and some of them hide them better than others. Supernatural really does not, right? And Supernatural, the, the running theme has always been its family, right? That is the biggest thing. And they do that really well, right? But the other thing is the level of distrust that the brothers have for each other because they can never tell each other the truth. And it happens over and over. And that's the source of conflict between the two brothers, basically, right? They don't argue about anything else. Except for the f- the fact that, Dean, you should have told me the truth. Dean, why did you lie to me? Sam, why didn't you tell me this? So, and it happens all the time. And then they say, you know what? We're family. We, we won't do this anymore. And two episodes later, it happens again. You know what I'm saying? And it continues to happen. And it happens how many times in, like, season 15? I mean... Yeah, and then it, it, it's just that that's the one thing that I, I really do find annoying about Supernatural is that at some point, yeah, make it make it a make it a theme, make it a part of the whole thing. 
but at some point you got to stop it. There was even a season that really put that to bed. And they brought it back. Why? There are other there are other sources of conflict that you can you can generate in the show than that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You 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 can say you can even go and say, you know what? Maybe Dean is more extreme than Sam. You know, maybe Sam doesn't go far enough, and maybe you have a, a conflict there. But it's always them lying to each other, and and that kind of drove drove me nuts. You know, not so much, but I think in season 15, when it started happening again, it's like, you know what, really, guys, this is how you're going to choose to end your, your, you know, this really great run that you had with them lying to each other again. And that's there's another issue that really pronounced itself. And it's funny because one of the characters even made a commentary on it. Supernatural. And again, I get it. It's a show. You have to have fillers, but in a season like this, you really should have had so much less filler. And it was a shortened season, too. It wasn't your standard 23-episode run. Yeah, even Death is like, dude, you have more important things to do. What are you doing with some stupid crack vampire case? So, you know, season season 15 was, was a little bit less than out of all the seasons, you know, and then... And I know that a lot of hard work is put into making making a show and stuff like that. And you know, the you could tell that the actors gave it everything that they could. You know what I'm saying? It, it wasn't a. I think it was more. We expected something more, and we wanted something more, and we just didn't get it. See, here's the thing. I happen to disagree with that statement because I happen to believe the writers completely lazed out. This last season, like they probably didn't even care. Well, I, I didn't mention the writers. Oh, I didn't. I, I said everybody else. Okay, everybody else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody else. Yeah, they're like, they they gave it. They really tried their best to make it a good season, but like it was just like really bad, and nothing you can do can change that. Like, not even acting. Here's here's my thing. Um, put a gun to my head. I can't really tell you a specific episode that happened in season 15 because it wasn't all that memorable you know like i like if you told me what what happened you know with this season what 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 were the big things that happened in this season i completely would draw a blank you know like i i think i think you you can make the case that you know jack got his power back you yes. know what i'm saying but other than that, like I couldn't mention a specific thing that happened in the final season, except for one thing. But I'm going to get to that a little bit later because it deals with the very, well, the second to last episode. See, here's the thing, though. I'm going to mention another problem because I, I have a lot to go through, but I'm, I'm going to try and make this really, really short. Um, one of the problems is the to make it. In general, just the characters. Um, I I mentioned to, this to you, cast specifically. They really tried to make it emotional. They really did. I honestly just me being me being the person here who I'm not like, I'm not really I'm 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 not as emotional. No, I'm not as invested 
no, I'm. I don't really follow the show like you do, but yeah, so invested. Yeah, I'm not that invested. Yeah, but the thing is, they really tried to character building is one of their main problems. No matter what, Castillo is the perfect example because for probably half of the season he was just Sam and Dean's dog on a leash, just freaking on a leash. He didn't practically nothing. Oh, season fifteen for... though, right? I mean, it really cranks up at around season eleven once he begins to have his powers fade, and even in season eight, but or season nine, but. We'll, we'll we'll get to that. Let me just I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up yeah, season no, fifteen yeah, and then we can open it up. So at the very, very end, what ends up happening is they have this smorgasbord of cosmic entities dying left and right, coming back, and this powers up Jack to like phenomenal levels. But we to don't know point, it. Yeah, we don't know it. It comes to the point where they have the final showdown with Chuck, who decides to punch them, even though one of his punches should have completely obliterated every aspect of their existence. But I won't get into that. What ends up happening is Jack, while there, absorbs all the god power that's being released, and he just takes all of it away from Chuck. And he effectively becomes the new god putting to rest the God aspect of this arc. Mm-hmm. But Chuck doesn't die. No, they leave him alive. But he can Powerless. never... Yeah, he can never regain his powers again. Mm-hmm. The very last episode, which I'll give them this, while the rest of this season was a huge, unmitigated mess, that's what it felt like to me, at least I kind of got a bittersweet ending. Hold on. You you forgot. Did it happen in the first episode? And then the last yeah, it did, right? Which which one? Where it didn't happen in the episode before, right? No, it happened, it happened in, in the, last the very episode? last one. Okay. All right. So in the very last episode, Sam and Dean are free of all cosmic level burdens, no one writing apocalypses for them. Everything's great. They're back to regular hunting monsters. While they're on a case with vampires, Dean dies in the process. And they give him a send-off. The longest send-off in the history of send-offs. Was it like 20 minutes that he, it, it took him before he died? Well, I mean, you know. It was emotional, though. It was emotional. Yeah. It was emotional. And so, you know. I mean, you were unpacking 15 seasons of a relationship. It was. But it felt a little bit more drawn out than it should have been. But that's just me. Yeah. But it was a good scene. And so Dean passes. And normally what you would have, and this is where I'll give some growth. Normally what they do is they do anything to bring the other one back. But Dean says, no, let it be. And Sam lives out the rest of his life. For the first time, he actually listens to Dean. He actually listened to him again in season very eight, but yeah, it's very, very rare, rare that this happens. Yeah, and Sam eventually gets to heaven, and it's all—I'm not going to say sunshine and rainbows because you know Dean still died, and it was you know they didn't have the exact happy ending they were looking for, but 
that's the end of the show. Hmm. So now let's open up the conversation to what you guys think of Supernatural overall, what your nitpicks are, what worked, what didn't. Let's open it up to that now. As well, I already we... said my my biggest nitpick with uh, with Supernatural is the relationship between the brothers. And, and, and the relationship with, between the brothers was very well done except for that one point where they kept on rehashing the whole distrust between them. I wish they had just let that go and then move forward. That, but you know, in terms of that, that was my my biggest gripe with Supernatural. You know, two things. First off, too many characters, too many characters, so that they couldn't care, they couldn't actually expand on. They had to expand on a lot of characters for this show. There was a lot of people that joined Sam and Wint and Dean. You know, throughout the years, you had the. Uh, what was it? The um, the sheriffs. Oh uh, right. yes, Jody Mills, uh, Donna, Donna something or other. You also had and you had Garth. Cass's vessel's daughter Claire. Yeah. You had Garth and Rufus. Rufus. Oh, oh God. Bobby. Bobby. Who we very important one. Right. Very very important one. He becomes like their father. Uh, Mary comes back. Does does some hunting with them. You know, Cass is always a member of the. Well, he's he's more the main squad, right? So, Cass is main squad. Crowley, Crowley becomes main squad later, but he's there for a very long time. Yeah, so there's a lot of people like he said, where you know, Rowena was well, another one. She ends she up becoming big, main squad too. You know, so they've had, and then you had um, uh, what's his name, the scribe. Uh, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Tran, right? Benny, Benny's another guy. Donatello, so there's a, like a you said, there's a lot of people that kind of almost made main squad, right? But and it's kind of it's kind of hard. Maybe too many of them. Too you many, do yeah. you think? Because like they didn't give enough time to like really scope out the character building for honestly, most of the characters, and if they did character build, they practically just did the same thing over and over again, like you said. Yeah, like, like you, and like you were saying, when Crowley died, kind of sucked, but it wasn't, like, super impactful. Yeah. When Rowena dies... But, for me, I think that was... You know. I'll just, you know, whatever. But, it's like, it really didn't impact me on any of these characters except for Sam and Dean. Um, they just really didn't character build. And like I said before, they didn't character build right. Sometimes they character build did reversely. Reverse character building. Reverse character builded. And building that, that just sucked. There's also one other gripe that I have with the show is that sometimes some of the storylines were kicked to the side very, very quickly. And they were very interesting. Yeah, I think I think you guys can agree with that, right? They put away their best storylines. Yeah, and and some of the storylines that weren't so great, they gave more credence yeah, to those. They they those overstayed their welcomes. You know what I'm saying? So um, and they didn't follow. They don't follow their. their, their they were good oh. with their lore. 
except for the last season. Here, no, here, for here we go. So there is, there are very clear rules to the lore. Some of them get workshopped. Some of them get made. Some of them are just completely written over, and it's very abrasive. So, for instance, in season 15, when you get burned, you're dead for good. Unless you have a cosmic entity throw in a favor for you. That was one thing that they completely just said, yeah, you know what? Screw that. That's a rule. <laughs> Second thing. Um, I want to say, oh, I want to say, no, 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 no. I want to say like, so go ahead. Say, Oh yes. Exploiting the death. way the way death is made. So when the original death died, it kind of set a trend. Because that's a thing that happened. <laughs> the next reaper that dies after an incarnation of death has died, that dead reaper then becomes the next death. This becomes very heavily exploited. <laughs> At the second to last episode, oh, when I said bad. cosmic entities were dying left and right. That was bad. Because you had... And then, that's another thing. In that very episode, too, I don't care how... There is a very clear, or at least to me, and the one I have built in my mind, considering all the lore in the show, there's a very clear hierarchy of power in Supernatural. Lucifer kills death with his signature move, snap. He, I, even if he was powered by God, he should not be able to do that. Like, that is a gross... Even in season five, when he bound death to him to do his bidding, he didn't even mess with him then. Now, all of a sudden, he's just, oh, that's death. Goodbye. That is just... Ugh. He didn't like that. I didn't like I didn't. so bad. And then uh there's 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 other things and uh, I I could get into every single one of them, but we honestly just don't have time for it. Yeah. It gets really bad, believe me when I say that. So are we coming back in five years? Here's okay, no. No. Here's <laughs> no, please no. no, no Who, who's the one that said that? It was Jensen, right? I believe so. But here's the thing. The only way you can feasibly do it is if you give the show a complete reboot. You cannot do it with the way you've left it right now. Yes. I was just talking to this, talking about this with my with a friend of mine the other day. All the major players are dead. They've killed probably all of the major uh, pagan gods. They've killed Zeus. They've killed uh, an incarnation of Hades. They've killed Odin, or rather Lucifer did that. All the gods, not a factor. Hell, all the high-ranking guys are dead. White eyes, yellow eyes, red eyes, uh, not really. Uh, hell is just in shambles. It is not even a, a threat anymore. Same goes with heaven and all of the high-ranking angels there. Monsters too. The alphas, Eve, Leviathans, all taken care of. God himself, death. Not a factor. 
you need a hard reboot if you're gonna come back in five years. And you years. know what they need? You know what they need, especially? They need for freaking CW to stop being the freaking helicopter parent you freaking are. Well, how about this then? Because DC did it with Crisis on Infinite Earths. Have a flashpoint in No, 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 in no. I want supernatural. Just, no, or no. you can have Jack who's a fledgling god in this thing. Well, a fledgling me, because they ask him, Well, what do we call it? Well, I'm me, right? A fledgling me who's now trying to rebuild because remember, and this is the thing that I was gonna ask you about before. Chuck decides that he's tired of everything. You know, he's tired of the insubordination that Sam and Dean have for them, even though he's their favorite Sam and Dean in the multiverse, right? And he decides to end all the other universes except for that one. So technically, there's only one universe right now, right? So two things. One, if there was multi-universes, right? And apparently it looks like there were multi-Lucifers. Does that mean there were multi-Chucks? No. no. That's that's no. the one constant. Chuck yeah. was always the one writing them. Okay. So but so then why do we why do we have different versions of Lucifer all over the place? Because apparently those guys aren't high enough up on the cosmic chain to even be was... like they Say so there are beings that he clearly can't control, and those are the ones I'm gonna attribute to as the constants in the universe. Those being the empty, God himself, and Amara. The those are the three dogs that are the three pe- the three entities he cannot touch. Okay. Really. Otherwise, he could god up more archangels, he could god up more worlds. Okay. It'll be complicated, but he does it. So, in that respect, then couldn't me? No, because Jack? he's he is the god, right? So couldn't he? So again, going to the whole five year thing, he's new at this. In his attempt to rebuild the multiverse. Can he screw up? No, 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 no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just I'm just trying to figure out ways of doing this. You know? Correct me if I'm wrong, but introducing a multiverse was the beginning of where things started to go wrong. Yes, I agree. Why I wouldn't capitalize on that. But that's how that's how that's how they would bring it back. No, No. you you just need a hard reboot. You wanna you wanna if you wanna really continue off the supernatural. You have your way, literally, it, the last episode, Sam's son. But mm. even still, I'm What is not, he going to do? Yeah, that's exactly my point. There's no way you can possibly continue it from where they are. You want to get into what? Maybe he stumbles across monsters. First off, it would be like a pretty bad way to start it. Wait a second, though. Doesn't that mean that technically Amara's dead also? No, because Amara is part of Jack. Because remember, God oh, so fused with the... Amara. Okay. But then when Jack absorbed Chuck, he also took Amara into him too. So they're in sync. Okay. They just so need they're balanced. Movies. Yeah. Okay. They just need, but this is what they need. It has to have nothing to do with supernatural at all. Like 
well, this version of the continuity. And please, can we not get into gods and stuff? Like that was one of the main their main problems. Mm. Well, I and think, that's one I, of my main problems. But I think that that kind of was in a show called Supernatural. He had to be the main villain. Had no, to. I, I think he's talking about the other pantheons. No, like oh, I'm talking oh. about every every god. But that's what I'm saying. I think I think Supernatural, the way the show was constructed, kind of have to. He had to be the main the main big bad at the at the very end. There was no other way that it could have it could have happened. Because you could have ended at eleven and that be it. You yeah. didn't have to have you an actual fight with five. God. I know, but given that they didn't, he was the only guy left on the board. But he had to be the guy. Even still, I but just... that's again that's a byproduct of having gone on for so long. Yeah. yeah, it's just. So my question is, what's the next supernatural? You know what? The next supernatural watch. is going to be a retelling of one through five. Maybe if you want, you could sprinkle in elements from eight through twelve. I feel like because eight through twelve, honestly, I feel like some of those elements worked. Yeah, not but... all of them did, but for the most part, some did. Yeah, but I I un- I understand that that's what a lot of people want. At least I think I don't know. I don't speak for all of the Super SBN fans, but even so, like CW being the way they are, I think they need to change. No, change. Yeah, like, uh, what, what do you call those? CW change networks. Yes, but that's the thing. Can I they? feel like I feel like they should? Can they though? That depends. probably not. <sighs> That's so then they CW, can't do that. CW won't give up Supernatural. Yeah. There's C- no incentive for that, to for them to do that. CW so. sucks. No matter what you say, most of their shows, actually all of their shows are practically trash. You no liked Arrow. Arrow was good at the beginning, but you before like Flash. CW. Even still, those shows weren't necessarily the best, even when they were good. But that's that's besides the point. You like Legends of Tomorrow. That Legend wasn't Tomo- half bad. Legend of Tomorrow was bonkers. That wasn't half bad. I'll they knew they that. were bonkers, and they went with the bonkersness of it. But that's that's. Which, interestingly yeah. enough, Supernatural was in Legends of Tomorrow, by the way. Mm, very loosely. Yes, they were there. And they better not screw up Walker. Baby but was there. That's besides the point. Yeah, and Jensen's going to be on mm. season three of The Boys. Yes. Yes. So, all right. So, final thoughts on Supernatural. Well, for me, like I said, if they're going to bring it back, it has to be a hard reboot. Otherwise, for 15 seasons of a show, I loved it. I hated it. I, I loved it. I hated it at some points. Not hate. That's a strong word. But I certainly didn't agree with all the directions that they made. But... It's like Chuck said in season five. It's the blemishes that make her beautiful. So, I don't know. If I'm going to give kind of a rating type thing, for me, I'm going to give it like an, a nine, no, maybe an eight, 8.5 out of 10. But if I were to limit it to only one through five, I'm giving that a 9.5. Okay. Let me just make this point. For those of you who came from Get Geek, 
you guys should already know how I rate my stuff. <laughs> and considering the fact that I just do not like half of the show, you guys can already see where this is going. Four out of ten. Oh, that's harsh. I'm not going to go that far. I think it's a, a good solid seven or eight out of ten. Because there was, listen, 15 seasons is tough. Fifteen To come up with 15 seasons worth of story is not an easy thing to do. And they did it, and they kept all their fans. So that's that's a big thing. Because I look at, I look at a show like Heroes from back in the day. Heroes was like one of the biggest things ever. You know what I'm saying? And their first season was like phenomenal. They could not recreate it afterwards. And and Supernatural did it for the most part for 15 years. You know what I'm saying? So on that note, I would have to say it's a solid seven or eight. Five out of ten, actually, just to correct myself. Okay. I'm I'm gonna go seven and a half. Let's put it that way. I think I'm going to agree with Andre in, in that the first five seasons were really, really good. Yeah. Um, and they had some really awesome episodes. I mean, the Scooby-Doo episode was awesome. That right? was good, but... The one where I... Dean died, Happy Death Day, was awesome. The French awesome. Mistake. Yeah. There was, there was a lot of really, really good episodes in there. A lot of invented Misha? episodes. Your name is Misha? Exactly. <laughs> that was good. That was good. They knew how to poke fun of themselves. They weren't too, too serious. And, and you know, they they did what they had to do for 15 seasons. So for that, I, I commend them. And I listen, 15 seasons, I'm glad that we started watching it. And I'm glad that we ended it, you know. And I think, I think it was one of these things where it's like, you know what? Uh... There was definitely way more good than bad. It was right? bittersweet. Right. So, um, Supernatural, it's the end of the road. I'm doing a rewatch of one through five, by the way. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I'm going to join you in that one, though. There's, there's a lot There's a lot that we're doing. So, um, All right. So, on that note, um, I just want to remind everybody that if you love the show, remember we're still, we're still in its... We're still in our infancy. This is what our sixth episode. So, um, if you, if you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. Um, that's the best way that we'll know whether you like the show or not. Um, and so, until the next time, I want to thank you for joining us on the Cross Gen Podcast. I hope to see you next week. And until then, Mayor Paths again oh my gosh okay yeah yeah that was it that was it that was it that was good all right yeah. later peeps people of the interwebs <laughs>